Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you do? Yeah, how you doing? I'm so excited. Why is that? Well, um, listeners know we record the movie journal right before. I had to bite my tongue during the movie journal. Okay. Because I wanted to save this for the top of the show. Do you know what I did yesterday? Uh, no. No. I went to a press screening. Oh. I went to a screening room and watched a... Which, uh, which uh, one? Summer of Soul. Um, oh, sorry. I thought you were saying which movie. Which screening room? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care about the movie. Uh, but uh, it wouldn't be Battleship Pretension unless we talked about places people can't go. Yeah, I will actually, <laughs> I, will have an embar- I have an embarrassing story. Or embarrassing for me. Like, yeah, other people won't care about this. Okay. It was on the Fox lot. Okay. Now, there are four, maybe five screening rooms that get used for press screenings on the Fox lot. It had been so long that I got lost. Yeah. Because it wasn't one of the main three. Oh, see, yeah. There are three, the three main ones. Hopefully hopefully listeners will find this interesting, because I find this interesting. They have the most counterintuitive names. Mm -hmm. Because... The Fox Theater, which you'd think, oh, it's the Fox lot, the Fox Theater. That must be the big one. No, the Fox Theater is tiny. Yeah. The bigger one is called the Zanuck Theater. Mm -hmm. The medium-sized one is called the Little Theater. Yeah. Which is super frustrating, knowing that the Fox Theater, which is smaller than the Little Theater, is (laughs) literally right, like, across the... They never should have run a street. They never should have let Abbott and Costello run their studio for so long. But this wasn't in any of those. This was in the Blakely screening which i've been to before i saw mistress america there i saw ferdinand the, the that animated movie animated bull movie uh yeah i saw that there um but i uh could not remember where this screening room was i got lost and then i was my own worst i was the you live long enough to see yourself become the thing you hate <laughs> sure because I've always complained that press screenings never start on time because they always want to wait for the last like stragglers yeah. to show up. I was the straggler. It like happens. I literally showed up and she was like, um, like I checked in and, and, um, she had to take my phone number down for COVID contact tracing. That's a new, uh, thing apparently. Uh, everyone was wearing masks and the thing was, I mean, it said half capacity on the invite. It was not even, it was like a third okay. uh, full of the screening room. Um, which I guess is what we're doing. I have no problem with it. Um, things are open in California now. Like, yeah. so that they don't, I don't think they have to do that, but I'm, uh, a lot of places do still um, like Jen and I went out, my, my mom was in town. And so we all went out to eat. And when uh, was this? This was, uh, two days ago. Okay. So the day that things opened the day, up. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, she just, uh, she checked in and she was like, um, uh, it's okay if you need to use the restroom before the movie starts. We'll wait for you. And I realized, like, oh, they're literally waiting for me. Yeah. Uh, so I did. It's a two-hour movie. I had, sure. I had to pee. Uh, um, and then, yeah, sat down. Normally, I'm the guy sitting there, like, reading a magazine, checking Twitter, waiting for the thing yeah. to start. But, like, I sat down, and then they were like, all right, lights down. Uh-huh. And uh, so I was the thing that I hate. But yeah, but I when the still... crowd is that small, you're a significant percentage of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh um, it was, it was so, so great to be back, uh, at, at a, at a press screening, especially for a movie that I ended up loving. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have been fun for anything. I don't know how many screenings I will be able to attend just cause, especially if they're in the afternoon. Cause why would he got going on? Oh, 
I just, you know what? I think that I'm just falling out of love with movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, you know, it, there's, we've got the kids and then my, and then mid August, my semester starts and I'm on campus. Uh, so my availability is going to be limited, mm-hmm. but I do think that there will probably be some that I, uh, will be able to take with enough notice yeah. for Jen and, and all that. But, uh, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited yeah. to, to take one again. I'm, I'm, I didn't intentionally wait till after things were opened up. I've gotten press screening invites for the past month or mm-hmm. six weeks or so. This was the first one, literally the first one that I was able to, to make schedule wise or was a movie like, because I'm not like, um, I tend not to, I generally have a policy of not reviewing movies that are sequels to movies that I haven't seen. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to go see F nine cause I'm, I'm like eight movies behind on the road seven. Movies. Yeah. I haven't seen a single one in that, uh, in that franchise. Uh, but I was, I was toying with the idea of taking that one. And if I'm not, I think that's the one where in the wording of the invite said like that, it, that you'd get like a plus one, uh, that you can bring a guest. And that really surprised me. I was not expecting there to be any plus ones, uh, yeah, but I, in, I mean, they can do time. it, but, yeah. um, and maybe they are still doing like seating in, in between, you know, yeah. there's a, um, just seems counterintuitive that like, if you're going to have fewer seats to have the ones that are available, uh, taken up by people who aren't going to be reviewing the movie seems like uh, something a studio wouldn't want to do unless they don't have any faith in the film. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I often wonder if there's like, if the plus one thing is if they get something out of it, like am I, are they assuming and is, is it true that I'm maybe more likely to enjoy a movie if I've brought a friend or significant other. Oh, I guarantee that is what they are trying to do, especially if it's more of like a family film. Cause like you might bring your kid along. Whereas if, if it's just you by yourself and you don't really like this movie, it's like, well, you're a, a, you're an adult, but if you bring your kid along, like, and they enjoy it because, which they probably will because kids (laughs) are not super discerning. Uh, you might be like, you might question your own instinct. Uh, it's like, well, I didn't really like this, but you know what? My little girl seems to like it. So maybe it's not for me. So mm-hmm. I'll try to incorporate that. You might be more generous right. in your review. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah no, sure I, I absolutely think that's why they encourage plus ones for certain movies for certain movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I look forward to going to more press screenings. It was, uh, so invigorating the pre- the screening room was way too cold and i was like ah i'm back yeah <laughs> i'm miserably cold right now and it feels like i just have all the sense memories of being way too cold at all the movies that i've seen but it's so hot out uh, it is very hot out uh, in california but... um, although you and i are you know valley boys yes. it went eight for life um <laughs> uh and so going over over the hill into the basin yes i was like oh my god it's like is it what is it november it's so much cooler one of the the there's not much that i retain from watching i think one or two seasons of of entourage uh but one of these rule what was it johnny oh johnny Johnny drama's rule about going to the valley yeah and then he says between May and November, I only go to the Valley for work or sushi. Yeah. And then they have to go for a, a movie premiere. And as they're like, they'll be talking in the car, but every time the temperature goes up one, the thermometer in the car goes up one degree, they'll just be like, 
Like, so anyway, 99. And then they'll just keep going and they keep talking. And it's like, all right, that's pretty funny. And that's such a, and it's something I didn't fully understand until I lived here for a while. And I would drive to see a friend like in Santa Monica. It's like, it's like a 20 degree difference. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of the few, there are a lot of unfair stereotypes with the Valley. It's one of the few that is absolutely true. Oh yes. If anything, like, they're not hitting it hard enough. Um, I have like on warm days cause I, I like to take public transit on warm days, like walked to the train and been sweating in yeah. North Hollywood, come up at like Hollywood Western and been like, Oh fuck, I should have brought a sweater. Yeah. Like yeah. it's that different. Yeah. All uh, right. Okay. Um, I want to tell you right now about tweakedaudio.com. Tyler, tweakedaudio.com is where you go for, for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish style styles and colorful colors that look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. Uh, today, I was just, uh, I'm going to do this again. What's wrong with me? Um, I, um, I, I, I don't know enough about hip-hop, so I just say what I like. I can't talk about it sure. um, in that much uh, detail, but I've listened a couple times this week to the new album by the rapper Yorl Droog. Um, the, uh, the album is called Time. It's, uh, very, it's very good and very funny. He's a, a, a funny uh, r- rapper. He's, he has, well, on the first song, he says, uh, I'm not in a rush. Fuck Getty Lee. <laughs> um, That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what the hell is that? Oh, oh I literally just hit play on a Euro Droog song <laughs> by accident. Um, I thought like your phone was ringing. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of computers uh. in this office uh, because uh, Jen uh, is is using it, and so there's. And I thought like, did something just randomly start playing? But no, that was your. That was I your accidentally song. hit play on the song that I was talking about. Yeah, um, sounded anyway, good. Sounded, what I heard. Well, it sounded Not especially good. good. <laughs> yeah, in my tweakedaudio.com here, but that's the way to really listen if you want to really get the Euro Droog experience. Listen to it on your tweakedaudio.com earbuds. They're available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tyler? Yes. Let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. I've been feeling for, you know, 15 months at this point. We've been some. We've been stuck at home for so long, mm-hmm. feeling cooped up, feeling trapped. Yeah. Now, it's time to break out, right? <laughs> sure. Um, this is actually, I wanted to do this episode like a year ago and like, we just kept having other things to do Yeah. when I felt like breaking out now that we, we can, but we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, one we, of my, now favorite. we've just served our sentence and we, yeah. we're just being released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, talk about, uh, uh, a subgenre of movies that I really enjoy, which is the prison break movie. All right. Already. I've got questions. Okay, good. Cause I've got okay. answers. You've got questions. 
We've got it. Well, you, that's a little presumptuous of you. You don't know what I'm going to ask. It could be something that uh, totally mystifies you, although it absolutely will not. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about prison break movies. So as I was doing, you know, my, my research, today are we talking, are we incorporating, uh, like, prison camp or prisoner oh, yeah. of war? Any we kind are of, incorporating. Any kind of prison. And also, okay. I was also incorporating, I'm calling these prison break movies, but... I'm also incorporating prison break scenes in movies that aren't otherwise, uh, you know, the Grand Budapest Hotel has a great prison break sequence Um, on a much smaller scale. Public Enemies has a a him like sort of uh, conning his way out of a a local like jail cell. Yeah, Um, that's a it's a great sequence on its own. Not a prison break. Neither of those is a prison break movie in the way that some of these other ones we'll talk about are. But those are definitely a, a fair game for discussion. May, way more of mine actually are that because there are some major ones that I haven't seen. Uh, maybe the major one. Um, well, I haven't seen a man escaped, which is the one that I feel uh, most embarrassed about. Okay. Um, well, I certainly as, haven't seen as that. an art house uh, guy. Are you talking, are you saying you have not seen the great escape? I have not seen the great escape. Um, when I talk about the big one, it could be that, or it could have been, Shawshank Redemption. Right. Uh, but no, The Great Escape is is the big one that I have not seen. Although I also have not seen Escape from Alcatraz. But The uh, Great Escape is Escape one that I'm... Either, the Great Escape is definitely one that I feel like that should be more of a priority than it is. I mean, it's... Um, yes and no. I mean, it's a very fun movie yeah. that has a fantastic cast. Especially, like, if you're someone like like us who is excited by the presence of Donald Pleasance in a sure. movie. You know, it's the like presence the, of Pleasance is something I'm always excited <laughs> yeah. about. Like maybe most people aren't, but if you're the type of person who goes, Ooh, Donald Pleasance is in this, <laughs> then like Great Escape is a fun movie yeah. for you. It's, uh, it, I mean, it has that feeling that, that sort of like, um, late fifties, early sixties feeling, feeling of a Hollywood movie. Just, it needs to be as big as possible to get people off the couch away from the TV. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's overlong. Um, it has Steve McQueen doing motorcycle stunts, I think because Steve McQueen just wanted to do mo- motorcycle stunts. Yeah. My, my knowledge <laughs> of it is limited almost completely to Eddie Izzard's bit about, uh, about the great escape where he just talks about how it's all these British actors, uh, working really hard to escape. And then uh, super cool American <laughs> Steve McQueen just rides out on his motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but the great escape is not only is it, it's fun and worth watching. I don't expect, it to be the greatest movie you've ever seen. It's sure. a fun movie to see. I'm glad I saw it. Um, uh, the, the music box theater, which we lived mm-hmm. somewhat close to in our first apartment, uh, in Chicago that we lived in together, um, would show, um, it was, a, I saw a, a matinee. I think I saw mm-hmm. it at like 1 PM on a Saturday or, or something. I did not and, utilize that theater enough when we lived there. Um, yeah, that was, uh, th- that was a great way to, to see it because they would do it wasn't widescreen Wednesdays because that was the Siskel Center would do widescreen mm-hmm. Wednesdays but they also had a widescreen series at the music box because I saw The Great Escape and I saw Duel in the Sun hmm. um, and probably some other stuff um, during that same that same time period uh, I'd say seeing Great Escape in a movie theater is a yeah. a great way to to, to experience it um, but yeah not only is it yeah it's kind of a, a, a one of the it's one of the big Prison Escape movies. It's also heavily referenced in at least two others that I'll get to right away. One is Chicken Run. Sure, Chicken yeah. Run is a uh, a really fun movie 
The other one, here's how out of touch I am. When I was like looking up prison break movies to get ideas, I was like, I'm going to be clever. I bet no one else thought of Toy Story 3. No, everyone thinks of Toy Story 3. It's apparently a a go-to, but I hadn't thought about that. Um, But Toy Story 3 also has some, some, it seems to reference Great Escape, and apparently references Escape from Alcatraz, but neither Mm. of you, neither of us has seen that one. So I don't uh, don't remember it. But um, yeah, you haven't seen Great Escape, but you have seen Chicken Run, because I think we saw it together. We did. I haven't seen it Uh, since. Uh, We saw it in Lincoln, Nebraska. We sure did. Uh, When the the play that we were both a part of, Bus Stop, went to the International Thespian Festival. Wait, International Thespian Festival? Is that what it was I don't, called? I don't remember, to be honest. But I remember having a good time yeah. in Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we were we were in because we were... Because the festival, the conference or festival, whatever it was, was just like a long weekend. But mm-hmm. because we were one of the shows, we were yeah. there for nearly a week beforehand, right? Yeah. So we were like hanging out in Lincoln... It wasn't nearly a week, because, it was, but it was some. We, we got to Lincoln before. Other yeah, people it, was a, it was a chunk of time. Um, so that's why we were, um, uh, yeah, going to the movies during the the festival because we like rehearsed during the day and we yeah. had like evenings. So we, yeah, we, we uh, the pr- pretty much the entire cast and crew of Bust Up went to see Chicken Run in Lincoln, Nebraska, and that's the last time I saw it. Yeah, me too. I have very. You know what? It's one of those things. And this is something certainly that happened with uh, when I would watch The Simpsons at a younger age. And obviously The Simpsons heavily references uh, The Great Escape when uh, Maggie is trying to escape from a daycare. Uh, okay. It's an early episode. But anyway. Um, but yeah, there, there are just certain movies that when I was younger, I could tell it's like, I don't know what's being referenced here, but clearly something is being referenced here. Mm-hmm. And Chicken Run was one of those. Like, they're just there's just a vibe you get when not to suggest the movie's winking at you like it it certainly stand on stands on its own but it's the kind of thing like the sometimes the camera will linger on on a certain moment or there will be a line that seems a little bit out of left field and she's like i'll bet that's something Uh uh like you know i saw the lion king before i saw reversal of fortune but when uh, Simba says to Scar, you're so weird, and then Scar says, you have no idea, it's like, that feels like something. <laughs> and then sure enough, when, when you watch uh, Reversal of Fortune, and it's always fun to watch it with people who are adults and haven't seen it, but of course, they're our age and they've seen The Lion King, and they're like, whoa, whoa, wait. It's like, yeah, it's a reference to this movie that you didn't see for it that came out four years before The Lion King. Anyway, but Chicken Run felt like that to me, and I think... Shortly thereafter, I, I realized, like, oh, it's referencing Great Escape, just like Simpsons did that one time. But anyway. Um, but these movies all have in common what I think is the sort of mainline version of the Prison Break movie has a lot in common with the heist movie in that a lot of it is about a plan, and we see the plan. Like, often we're it tech, we're intentionally kept in the dark about certain aspects of the yeah. plan so they can get the, the, uh, surprise of seeing them, them unfold. Um, th- those are, I, I think, uh, my favorite kind of, 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 of prison break movies, even when they're not great movies, like the escape plan, which was the Stallone oh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of press screenings, uh, I remember laughing out loud at maybe the thickest packet of press notes I've ever been handed was at the escape plan of all things. It's like, look guys, we're going to have to provide a lot of context to the critics for this one. Um, 
but that, I mean, it's not a great movie. It's a, it's a, uh, apparently it was enough of a minor hit that it had the thing you and I have talked about, which is the like, uh, diminishing return sequels. Yeah. There's, there's a few escape plans, uh, <laughs> which at, yeah. at this point, um, but I think Schwarzenegger's only in the first one. I think Stallone's in the second one. I want to say, Oh boy, I don't, I don't remember. Um, I will say, and I don't know why I'm put in mind of this, except it does feel similar, uh, maybe because of the name, but I did see a trailer for the new escape room, which I think is uh, escape room Term- tournament of champions or something I, like I that. I didn't know this existed. I loved escape. It, room. It, so did I, it looks ridiculous, but a lot, uh, a lot of fun. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that movie. Um, so yeah, uh, sticking with that sort of, um, seeing a plan unfold. Mm. Do you have any on your list that, that fit that? You know, it's so interesting looking at this, looking at my, at my list here, I realized that most of the ones on my list that like really struck me, uh, are ones in which the escape is obviously important and the characters involved kind of fall into certain archetypes. Uh, but usually it's like, it's what happens after. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's a, that's a big one for me. Um, the, the only one I can think of here, uh, and it's been, it's been so long since I've seen midnight express, but I do seem to recall there, you do sort of see the plan unfold there. Um, well, isn't it like, I, it's, uh, it might've been even longer since I've seen it, but isn't there's a failed attempt and then a successful I, attempt? I think so. Yes. Um, but I do think, I mean, Shawshank Redemption is interesting because, Sure. Yeah. You see the after you see the aftermath um, or, or you're looking back and you're realizing that you've been seeing the plan in action this whole time. It's yeah. a it's a really wonderful reveal. Um, Shawshank Redemption, like, yes, I understand that to talk about how great it is, is a little basic. Yeah. But, but it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I like it. Um, a lot of that is just Stephen King's story that he you know, yeah. he had the blueprint there uh my one problem though with the heist plan or the escape plan yeah. in Shawshank redemption is the morgan freeman's like how often do you look at a man's shoes and i understand <laughs> men generally don't look at each other's shoes but i do look you, at people's yeah that's oh boy <laughs> if you were the warden you yeah, <laughs> would be out of luck um yeah, yeah it's uh but that's one that it's so it, it, I think you're right to say that it's similar to a heist movie because when when everything comes together, it is one of the most satisfying things you will ever see. Yeah, um, and and Shawshank Redemption is is that in every in every way, it is just a very satisfying movie. And when you realize, like, okay, here he was asking for his rock hammer, you know, early on asking for a rock hammer. Uh, He's got, he has this poster up and always renews it. And then like the warden gave him this Bible and that's where he's been keeping this. And and it's just such a fun, it's such a fun reveal that, oh, what we've been, this is a prison break movie. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, uh, one that both is a heist movie that has a prison break as part of the heist, Mm -hmm. a more recent movie than Shawshank is uh, Logan Lucky. Yes. It has a it has a prison break and a break back into yeah into into prison uh, as part of the plan and that one that's a great heist movie I I love Logan Lucky he was on my t- top ten I think that year it was yeah yeah I do I don't 
love it, but there's a lot I like about it. And I, frankly, I think my favorite part of it is the warden is uh, Dwight Yoakam uh, <laughs> as they're talking about what book series are they talking about? Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and just Dwight Yoakam in full deadpan talking about the the about the TV show and the and the the books and the order in which they come out is just <laughs> hilarious to me. And 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 also obviously the person that they're breaking out is is Joe Bang played by uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah. Doing it's, for some reason Hollywood just decided like you know it'd be funny if Daniel Craig did Southern accents because yeah. between that and Knives Out. Uh, yeah, he, he just like plays up. The, it's delightful, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's done. I, I think um, he's he's done a better job. And I like Pierce Brosnan, but he's done a better job than Pierce Brosnan did of sort of like compartmentalizing the Bond thing. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, Do you think maybe this is a, a side thing that, as always, could maybe be its own episode? Maybe everything could be its own episode because we're pretty long winded. Yeah. Um, do you think that's something the idea of somebody not being defined solely by this, whether it be James Bond or just their primary character, their big breakout character, whatever it is, even if they were famous before that, I feel like that was just kind of what happened until like the last 15, 20 years. I feel like it's easier for an actor and I'm not even sure why, but I think of Christian Bale. Okay that even while he was playing Batman, he would just go and do his other things to such an extent that people don't think of him as Batman, as opposed to, I think Michael Keaton probably for a long time had a, had a hard time getting away from that, this iconic character. I feel like, so you think that it's just, well, maybe it's to go back to, we did a whole episode with, 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 uh, with uh, editor large Scott and I about the decreased cultural relevancy of movies. Sure. I mean, people just aren't thinking about the movies as much. And so they're more accepting of, yeah. Um, but you're saying if the Harry Potter series came out in the eighties instead of the two thousands, Daniel Radcliffe would be Harry Potter forever. Yes, I think so. Uh, huh. Uh, there might be something to that. I also think it has the people we're talking about. Daniel Craig, Christian Bale, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Uh, all having to be incredibly talented yeah. uh, uh, actors, and that probably helps uh, a lot. You know, you see certain maybe like TV actors who, who get locked into um, a sitcom role or whatever, yeah. and maybe it's like they're Bojack Horseman. It's just that, that that's all they knew how to do. Uh, and once it, once that ends, yeah. they don't have anywhere else to go. What are you doing here? <laughs> um, yeah, and... And admittedly, it, not to say, not to suggest that Pierce Brosnan is not a good actor. He's a very good actor. But I think for, I think once he started getting older and started going gray, I think people stopped seeing him as this type because he was like thin, suave, good looking. You know, even when he would try to break out of that a little bit, I think it was just he more so, I'd say, than Daniel Craig has a specific physical type hmm. that made it harder for him to break out of that. Anyway. Okay. That's neither here nor there. We got to move on. I, no, we don't, we don't have to, no one's going to like know. wrap our knuckles. If we don't get to all the prison break movies on my list, that's true. We could talk about whatever we want, but, uh, I, I want to talk about some more that have, um, clever plans. Uh, okay. if I can think of, um, did you ever see, I love you, Philip Morris, which has multiple no. prison breaks. I have not. That's, uh, um, a thing with that, uh, the, the character uh, that yeah. Jim Carrey plays. 
um, is that he's a con man who cons his way out of prison on more than one occasion. Uh, that's such a good movie. That is, we talk about it all the time. That was a movie that was a priority at the time, uh-huh. but I just didn't get a chance to see it. And then it just fades away. But every once in a while, someone will mention it. I'll be like, right. Yes. I remember you. And, uh, yeah, I should, someday I should just decide today is the day I watch it. Cause, uh, I heard it was a really good, like, an unexpected type of performance from Jim Carrey Mm -hmm. and a, you know, typically great performance by, uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, but you've also got, um, um, Leslie Mann, uh, is in it. And, um, Rodrigo Santoro, an actor that I, uh, um, that I like, um, despite everyone hating him on lost. That's the only thing people (laughs) think about, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, in fact, he has one of my favorite lines in the movie where, because Jim Carrey's character was married to Leslie Mann first and then came out as gay and was mm-hmm. with Ian McGregor and then is with Rodrigo Santoro. And there's a scene where just like Leslie Mann being clueless about all this stuff basically asks if some personal trait of Jim Carrey's, she asks Rodrigo Santoro, what's with all the whatever? Is is that a gay thing? And Rodrigo Santoro just in his thick accent says, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that's a that's a, 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 a clever one. Um, well, okay, so <laughs> as far as clever plans, uh-huh. I mean, it's horrible, but Hannibal Lecter's escape oh, in The Silence of the Lambs that, is, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's clever in its horror, um, but yeah, you know, yeah. you like, how can I get out of here? Like, okay, well, we, people are like, the first thing these cops are going to want to do is get their their wounded brothers out of here. So if I just, you know, put myself if I uh, try to play that, it's like yeah, but I still have my face. Mm, mm, <laughs> I've got a I've got a solution uh, and a very on brand one at that. Yeah, yeah. I was just really just reading about that. Um, that I guess the um, original wardrobe was like standard, like prison, like orange or whatever mm. and it was anthony hopkins himself who said i think it'll be scarier if i'm all in white and he's right i don't know why yeah. it's scarier but it is scarier somehow um, probably uh, i'd say the red comes through a little oh, bit better sure. of blood but yeah um okay what else is on my list for uh clever escapes well this is just it's just the opening but um one of the first movies i thought of without out of sight in which he's sort of like sells out other he like stands on the shoulders of another yeah. escape plan and sells them yeah. out in order to get himself and Ving Rhames out yeah and and it's a, that was one of mine as well and it is it's a good plan in and of itself because he also he also uh act you know he I think he takes the uniform of one of the guards and he comes out and he goes what do you think's going on it's a jailbreak and then he just does his own thing uh-huh. and uh there is something like, oh, that's pretty shitty that he totally uh, takes the, the, you know, cuts off uh, Luis Guzman at the, at right. the knees. But, right. uh, but yeah, he's doing his own thing. And um, it is pretty clever. All right. Uh, I haven't seen Papillon in a long time. but that's I've all. never seen it. That's funny because the way I saw it was, was in, when we lived together, it was in your VHS collection. Yeah. That's why I watched it. Um, yeah, that's, I think I had bought it for like 25 cents and just didn't uh, get around to it, but that's another like Shawshank Redemption type of like 
whole movie yeah. kind of plan. Um, uh, yeah. Um, along, satisfying. along those lines, uh, the bridge on the river Kwai is, it's so interesting. We think understandably. So we think first and foremost of Alec Guinness, right. And his character and his, uh, his character is like odd, not even friendship, but just connection with Colonel Saito and all that. William Holden is like a co-lead yeah. and has his entire, has an entire other story about him breaking out of That's right. this camp and then going to try to just live his life. But it turns out that he was, he had impersonated an officer and in order to not uh, be arrested on that. He has to go back in <laughs> to blow up this bridge. Um, and so, but yeah, like his, his escape is a, is a huge part of the movie. Um, and it's nothing against William Holden. It's just that character and that story is a little bit more conventional as opposed to this central relationship and the type of character that Colonel Nicholson is. Uh, and it's something I have to remind myself is like, there's easily half of this movie yeah, that's right. is this yeah. other thing. Uh, and oddly, I don't know if this is a full on prison book movie, but William Holden is also in Stalag 17, yes. which has uh, escape attempts are part of the yeah. story of the, yeah. of the movie. Um, all right. Um, I don't want to just be listing uh, movies, but um, I have a lot on on here. I tried to I tried to keep my list to movies that I feel like I could say something about or that I remember at all. Okay. Well, then I, I'll go. I was I didn't know if to save this one for the end. The movie that I actually think might be the best Prison Break movie of all time is a French film by Jacques Becker called Le True, which means the whole. Okay. And it's it's almost counterintuitive because we we talked about these other. Um, movies keeping information from you like Shawshank or Logan Lucky you know you like see stuff after the fact and like oh that's how they're doing yeah. that, that's what takes care of that part of the plan um, the true is the opposite it's so straightforward it says exactly what the plan is here's what we're going to do here's, and it's something that takes them months to to, to do and so with the movie the whole movie and I think it's the thing that I've often said that I particularly love about movies is just the detailing of process of seeing yes. things happen seeing things progress um, seeing obstacles overcome within that and, and that's all this is just like a movie that's like nearly two hours long of just a group of guys uh, who are kind of like all in one cell area like um planning to break out and they spend the entire movie just planning to break mm. out they like and so you see how they like uh create distractions when their digging is going to cause noise and they like have to time going from one area to the other so the guards don't see them and it's just like there's no secrets there's no like sleight of hand here it's just this is what we need to do let's watch them do it uh and it's so fucking good when did it come out um i want to say like late 60s but i that could be so just a, uh complete guess so it definitely is of the same era as like oh 1960 so pre, okay pre-great escape okay uh, but like like melville mo- like those those right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. heist movies like it sounds very similar to that yes. like it would appear that uh from a filmmaking standpoint nobody can uh, depict process quite like the french um good for them and, um, and speaking of that, Grand Illusion is a. Which I've is, never seen. Oh, it's man! It's one of my favorite movies. Um, but the, and oddly enough, Grand Illusion is is similar to uh, Bridge on the Requi in that there are a couple different stories, and one of them 
is the one you think about where Eric von Stroheim plays the German uh, commandant or whatever of this uh, prison camp who bonds with one of the French prisoners and they bond over class. They're both like upper class and they, and Mm. that bond is way is that connection is much more important to them than any, any war or living in a different place. Uh, and, uh, but then there's this other, this, uh, it's not, it's not a subplot. It's another, it's an important plot where these characters escape. And, there's a really nice moment, and it's the kind of thing that uh, Renoir would go on to to mention that, like, world because it takes place in World War One, and he argues that like World War Two is a different thing. Obviously, like World War One, you could make the argument like, well, the German soldiers, the French soldiers, like, yeah, even if I, even though I'm French, like, they're just doing what they're doing. And then he, when World War II came along, he's like, this is a little bit different. It's hard to just say, well, they're doing what they do. I'm doing what I do. It's like, yeah, what they're doing is singling out people who are completely defenseless and killing them. Um, but in the spirit of, of what he's talking about, like these, uh, these French prisoners break out and they're being pursued by their German captors. And there comes a moment where they like cross the border into like a safe place. And the German officers i think it's like the last moment of the film they're just like good for them huh. and it's a it's it's not it's a really nice moment uh yeah there's um there's a couple here uh, that uh, or at least one that i can think of in which there are well i guess i mentioned Stalag 17 but there are other movies where there's i can't i, I spent a lot of time since i've seen Stalag 17 maybe someone does escape um without getting caught but there's also like cool hand luke which is a movie to it in which sure he tries to escape a couple of times and mm-hmm. gets caught once and spoiler killed the second yeah. time um um another one uh, this oh so uh clever level i mean i guess cool hand luke is kind of like a lovable uh yeah uh, escape uh, escaper um the old man and the gun is a yeah another movie where uh with multiple escapes we yeah, don't really it's see, like, it's like a montage like, yeah. of yeah, yeah which i enjoyed quite a bit yeah um another clever one although this is much different Tone. It's not a fun Logan Lucky type of tone, but uh, it is a very clever and suspenseful escape. Is room, um, boy? Yeah, tonally very different <laughs> than what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's and and within that there is a real sadness because this mother, yeah, maybe her son will be able to give the authorities directions or give them guidance on how to go get her, but that's not a guarantee. It's right. really just get him out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is there is the chance that that's not gonna it's not gonna go great for her. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. That's a really that's that's a good one. And um, I will mention the movie Runaway Train. Oh, which I've not seen. But um, it is a it's yeah. a really interesting. It's one that has stayed with me for a long time, despite my general. I think I've sort of come around on the type of overactor John Voight is. Um, and in that, for which he was nominated for an Oscar and Eric Roberts was nominated for supporting actor. It's it's it is a very specific performance. Um, he's not a very he's a he's like a full on uh criminal he's not a good guy you're not really on his side thankfully the warden is worse um so that's kind of the only thing you've got um and it's one of those where like they escape 
uh, like in the laundry, you know, in mm-hmm. the laundry baskets and stuff. But it does it does play into this subgenre of escape movies where it's like, okay, the escape has happened, but that doesn't mean they're in that they're home free. Yeah. Uh, you know, along those lines I'll throw in down by law. Um, where yeah. you don't see the escape, but you have Roberto Menini mentioned that he figured out a way to escape. And then suddenly all three of them are running and, uh, they, but they're just like in the swamp stuck and they find an old shack that they get into and there are bunk beds and all that. And they realize like, this is basically the exact same proportions as our jail cell. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's one. And I would say similarly, even though. I feel like the fugitive is a very specific kind of escape because it's one that is actively not planned. Uh, and he just kind of yeah. makes the most of a rough situation. And so, you know, uh, I do like that there are prison break movies where the break is at the end and it's the climax and some, it is the beginning and them continue. What is, Oh, there's a, I think it's, I think it's a line from, from uh, Futurama where Bender like breaks out of something without even really trying and he goes quick let's keep escaping uh, and that's that's what oh, that's that. what Down by Law reminds me of you know this uh, it reminds me it has nothing to do with breaking out of prison but um, the the television series The Shield mm. part of the reason that I was slow to warm up to it is because it's I think it's seven seasons. Yeah. It's two seasons of Vic Mackey doing horrible shit. Yeah. And then five seasons of him trying not to get caught for the shit he did at the beginning. And the subsequent, the latter five seasons are way more interesting to me than just seeing like, Oh yeah, he's a bad guy. Way to push the envelope FX or whatever. It really had that, like that era of FX, like nip tuck and the shield really felt like, let's see what we can get away with. And I roll my eyes a little bit, but once the shield sort of settled into this, uh, uh, you know, Vic Mackey is the shark who can't stop swimming and has yeah. to um, uh, keep not getting caught. Uh, it became a, quite a good show. Yeah, I think but it's I hard watched... to recommend a show to someone to say like, watch these first two seasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like saying a movie is like eh, the first act's a little weird. It's like right. no, devote twenty six hours of your life to this, then it'll get good. <laughs> it's it is tough though because I watched three seasons of The Shield just because at the time I that I was watching it. I worked at blockbuster and those were the seasons we had. Um, now I'm sure I could just, I can go in and, and finish it. But yeah, after the first, like the first two seasons were fine and his performance is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a sense of the character, which I appreciated. But like after a certain point, she's like, yeah, horrible bastard <laughs> that I am not rooting for. Uh, what now? Yeah. But there is something instinctively, someone trying not to get caught even if you want them to get caught that when they, when this is the protagonist we're presented with and they're actively trying not to get caught, uh, I find myself instinctively rooting for them not to get caught. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. even, even a movie like I'm just looking at having to see it on my shelf, like shattered glass where this reporter oh, has yeah. just been lying and we are not in favor of what he is doing or how he's doing it. And we even are presented with a character that we like a lot more, which is Peter Sarsgaard. But there's just something about anyone being caught in a lie. It's like, I've been caught in lies. Didn't care for it. Uh, and so, yeah. So for that reason, now, admittedly, I haven't done the stuff that Vic Mackey has done. But uh, but nonetheless, I feel like there's there's enough empathy there that I'm, I'm rooting for him. But anyway, uh, so I only have a couple. That might actually be it for me outside of an iconic image. Uh 
two iconic images okay. actually by the Coen brothers. Uh, one is at the beginning of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, yeah. And the other is Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah. Where John Goodman yeah. and William Forsythe are emerging, being birthed out of the mud and just screaming. <laughs> so good. It's, uh, it's an, it, it is, to me, a very iconic uh, yeah. prison escape image. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't know what the plan was really in either yeah. of those. I mean, guess no brother without that. What were brother without that? What the plan was? They just ran away, ran and then duck, run and then duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Those are. Uh, I had a brother without that. I had forgotten about raising Arizona on here. Um, okay, what about? Uh, uh, I guess this counts as a prison break movie, even though the protagonist was accidentally broken out of prison. Okay, Con Air. He was just caught up in the rest of the prisoners' plan. Yeah, it's such a dumb movie. I mean, along with the, along with that, I mean that is like the fugitive. Um, like yeah, that's the true. other prisoners were actively. It's not merely that. Oh no, the bus has been hit by a train. Like the bus wound up on the train tracks because these other prisoners are trying to do something, and right. Richard Kimball just goes along with it. But yeah, the character from Con Air does that as well. That is a that's a movie I defended a lot at the time. I was 15 and I think I really responded to like all these archetypes in retrospect is like, I think it's possible. I would hate that movie. Um, despite having a a great cast. Um, first of all, you said the, the character from kind of his name is Cameron Poe, Cameron Poe. It's a good name. (laughs) Um, and weirdly John Cusack's in that movie and he He would go on to play Edgar Allan Poe in the Raven. That's right. A movie that no one saw. Is but it, that I went is to it the, called the Raven? I think it's called the Raven. Okay. I, I went to a comic con panel for it, Yeah, but I don't know anyone who saw it. Um, I watched Con Air. This is how long it's been when the Chappelle show was like huge. Okay. I went back and watched a bunch of movies that Dave Chappelle is in. Oh yeah. He plays the character I believe is called pinball in, uh, in Con Air. Um, yeah, Pinball Parker. And he dies. Uh, yeah, he yeah he gets crushed by the uh, landing mechanism, yeah. the, the wheel. Uh, and then his corpse falls on somebody's car. Yeah, so like, uh, uh, yeah, like a rich old white couple, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that I watched that, and I watched Robin Hood Men in Tights, which Dave Chappelle That's right. is in. Um, he plays Achu. Achu, yeah, who's yeah. based on the Morgan Freeman character from... Prince of Thieves, yeah. which I, his name, I don't remember, remember either. Uh, neither, I didn't think either of those movies was very good. But um, Half-Baked is good. I like Half-Baked. That's a funny movie. I haven't seen it in so long. Oh, R.I.P. Clarence Williams III, by the way. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, who I, let's see. I've seen a handful of, of movies that he was in, um, but I always like him. He's a yeah. reliable presence. Um, but then, uh, obviously, The Nutty Professor with... Uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, oh, Dave Chappelle right. is the is the comedian on stage. That's right. I wonder why at the time I didn't watch You've Got Mail. Hmm. Because I actually like of all the like movies I just mentioned. I don't like many of the movies very much, but I like Dave Chappelle in You've Got Mail. He's actually he's a really solid like at every phase of his career because certainly as he's he's like older he's got kind of a gruffer voice. So like when he shows up in A Star Is Born. Uh, he's, he's really good and he, he's got that gravitas, but like, I feel like he's, and as a standup, I, I like him a lot more now than I used to. Um, cause, because he's doing that storytelling thing and there's a real, it's always funny, but there's a real weight to, to what he's doing. Um, but as a, as a, as an actor, I think he's always been, he's always been reliable. 
Uh, all right. Uh, another subset. We've, we've talked about a lot of them. We, the opposite of the clever plan is just the let's escape by brute force sure. uh, type of movie. Escape from New York is a yeah. movie where it's just like, go in, get the president and get out. We're not, yeah. yeah, this isn't, there's not going to be like a hidden key behind the thing or whatever. Like right. you're just, you just got to blast your way out. Um, natural born killers. The entire second half of the movie yes. is a very, uh, brutal, uh, uh, riot and escape. That's for sure. Um, I had another one in, the, in, in that category and I've forgotten what it was. Oh, well, Oh, the Island, Michael Bay's the Island. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Yeah. Uh, not a good movie. Not, I didn't like that. I liked the first half when it was, when it's frankly just so similar to like better science fiction premises, like, Oh, they're, you know, they're, they're basically like organ banks for, uh, for people. And it's like, Oh, that's a neat idea. Um, and then it just turns into a standard Michael Bay film. And, uh, with the a scene with like a truck carrying like giant dumbbell dumbbells and they just like throw it off on a freeway and I don't I don't, know. I don't remember that yeah. I feel like it's substandard Michael Bay even like I would rather sure. watch there are other Michael yeah. Bay movies that I probably I'm not a Michael Bay guy but uh, the the island is maybe one of the last ones that I would want to watch that's probably true Pain and Gain is the best which I, I still ha- which I still haven't seen but even that like his his level of access just gets to me whereas like pain pain and gain is my favorite michael bay movie and still an hour in i'm still kind of done with it let's see favorite michael bay uh, i mean again like it's this is a difficult thing to even talk about uh there's probably enough going on with the rock that I would that I Which could rewatch is it. a prison break into movie. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, we see his plan in reverse. Yeah, um, because he's Sean Connery had previously escaped yeah. from Alcatraz. Uh, it's a ridiculous plan. Yeah, that's based on things that aren't true about Alcatraz. <laughs> but there's but at the very least the concept of that is clever. Yeah, like okay, yeah. well we did this to get out. Seemingly we could just do it uh, in reverse to get back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is. I, I loved that movie at the time. Watched it again a few years, uh, I probably ten years ago, and just like, oh yeah, okay. Because I thought of it as like, oh well, this is kind of an outlier for Michael Bay. You know, I'd seen Bad Boys, I'd seen Armageddon, and a few other things, and then you watch it's like, no outlier. It just has a slightly better cast and a slightly better script, and that's it. But it's it is one hundred percent a Michael Bay film. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Armageddon in a long time. Um, I I liked that one at the time, um, but uh, I don't think I would now. I think there's too much. Like, I could even take his because I, I, a lot of his excess in terms of style, I could get used to. I think the the um, the worst thing for me is he has a really obnoxious, superficial, and often offensive sense of humor. Yes. The, the comedy in his films is usually the biggest turnoff for me. Like when you, yeah. When you mention the rock, like, yeah, there's a lot of good things I like about the rock. That terrible but, line about yeah. losers whine about their best. Oh no. Yeah. I, I was talking about the, um, the group of tourists who get like locked in, right. in are like, Oh, we're going to have like, basically Michael Bay's idea of comedy is non-white people being loud, you yeah. know? Cause it's also in like, um, uh, uh, what I saw of 
Transformers. The first Transformers has like a um, customer service being an Indian guy. Like yeah. it's just like so offensive um, and so unfunny. Uh, that's weirdly that's the biggest turnoff for me. I can watch dumb explosions more yeah. than I can watch. Uh, painfully unfunny things. Well, and you know what's what's odd is that you mentioned like non-white people being loud, and it's like that can be funny if it's funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, if it's if, funny, sure. If you have like the right person doing it, and it's and you have the right performer, and it's well written and all that, but just like yeah, I don't trust him to uh, capture the nuances yeah. of uh, of like possible racial satire. Yeah. If anything, it's more just like yeah, it's funny because these people aren't like me, right? Speaking of dumb movies from the 90s, and I haven't seen this in so long that I'm hoping you can refresh my memory. Oh, I'll do my best. About this face-off. They're in prison, and they escape. But I don't remember what the plan is or how it happens. The only thing I really remember about the prison, I believe, is the magnet boots. Yeah, magnet boots. Um, But I don't don't really remember uh, the plan itself. Yeah. and on one, I was about to say, I wish I did, but I'm also fine not uh, knowing about. That's another movie that I really liked at the time, and then watched at this point probably 15 years ago, and just like this is, this is not great. Um, I, and I mean, I know a lot of people uh, like yeah Face Off. Um, maybe I'd maybe I'd like it if I if I watched it again. Um, there was there's this uh, rather infamous audio clip. Um, not that I, not that I consider myself uh, an Opie and Anthony fan, but they would often have Patrice O'Neill on there, who I am a fan of. And yeah, there's a, there's a, a conversation between him and Jim Norton about Face Off. And I'm not a huge fan of Jim Norton either, but sometimes he can deliver a line just perfectly. And they're talking about Face Off, and Patrice O'Neill is just he goes, "Oh no, I thought that was pretty good." And Norton says like two things about how bad the movies and Patrice O'Neill just starts laughing and staring. He goes, you know what? I think you're right. Norton. I think that movie stunk and just, and they spend, and then he, t- he does a, Patrice O'Neill does a complete 180, and then they spend 15 minutes talking about how bad face off is. Um, but, uh, That's funny. It's, I was, it's worth seeking out. It might be though, is face off, despite our problems with it, is face off the best American John Woo movie? I think it is. I think it's better than Broken Arrow. It's definitely better than Mission Possible Two. It's better than Paycheck. Um, he did Wind Talkers as well, right? Yeah. Oh, that is like that. not. You know what? It, face off is probably the best because I think it's probably the most fun, and it, okay. I, I think it just steers into the silliness. Um, and you have, you know, actors, your lead actors giving like these over the top performances. So I think that one is probably certainly the most watchable. I never saw Hard Target, the John claude Van Damme mm. one. Um, there's also a couple others I didn't. Uh, Once a Thief, although it was made for TV. And then what is this? Yeah, Blackjack, also made for TV. Uh, I think that's all the John Woo. But then movies. I don't think I've seen any of his uh, non-American movies, like the movies that like put his, you know, put him on oh. the map, like well, The Killer. And, the Killer yeah. and Hard Boiled are both great the killer yeah. especially okay. um but yeah i've never seen a better tomorrow which is one of the big ones um anyway uh all right anything else on your list we need to get to um let's see here let me take a look just to oh i have one i want to mention disney's holes which is a <laughs> yeah kids escape movie yeah or a kids prison movie that has an escape element to it but um i remember thinking that movie is not bad but i was thinking about holes a lot <laughs> recently 
because of friend of the show Ben Meckler. I don't know if you you don't follow anyone on Twitter, so I do you not. don't know. He does he run a, a cute animal uh, no, he Twitter he, account? He That's unfortunate. That. Um, he has uh, he keep he keeps doing it. and It keeps happening, and it's so it's a funny running gag where anytime there's some sort of big like geek like nerd property. Once the embargo lifts, he will start tweeting about it as if he's one of the critics who's seen it and say things that couldn't possibly be true. And yet <laughs> his tweets always get picked up by these dumb content oh, yes. farm websites that <laughs> like, <laughs> so I he, have seen that once or twice. I've seen he had a thread that. of tweets about the series Loki that kept referencing the movie holes and the, <laughs> but the real life, like the cast party for the movie holes and the director, it, like it was so funny and especially funny that multiple sites and one site, like even translated it into Spanish and posted it as if it were a real reaction. These, these sites just like pick up any reaction. Man, they oh man. Uh, How do you monetize that? It feels like, you know, should, but, like well, Ben can monetize that Ben's somehow, doing, right? Ben's doing great he'll do he'll yeah. he'll be fine um we need to have him back i agree uh all right um anything else on you said you had something else on no here? i think i'm, I'm okay good. um i haven't seen and the, prison breaks were big parts of movies in the 90s it seems like mm-hmm. uh the man in the iron mask has uh oh sure um it's been a long time since i've seen it um is it is it good i don't know i feel like I can't remember. It's got a good cast. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It has a good cast and they have pretty good chemistry. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I, I seem to recall it being pretty good, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I think it's safe to say my standards have changed. I think the, the quality of that cast might have simply tricked me. Right. It's like, you got John Malkovich and Jeremy Irons and you've got, uh, uh, Gerard Depardieu mm-hmm. um, is it Gabriel Byrne is he the yeah uh, that's right yeah and yeah. and then DiCaprio, DiCaprio like yeah. I think that was that was enough for me uh, okay running off uh, speaking of the 90s Martin Campbell's No Escape which I forgot was a Martin Campbell movie until I looked it up yeah but uh, Ray Liotta on a prison island it's a prison island yes and he yes. has to to get off um, the funny thing that one in putting together my list um uh, no escape, which takes place in a future where um, uh, the American prison system is privately run and they just dump people on islands. Right. Takes place in 2022. <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, let's ramp it up. Um, oh, I had another one on here. Uh, I said no escape. Okay, so this one is, I, and you haven't even seen it, so I don't want to give too much away because okay. you. This is a weird movie. For you to not have seen and for you to somehow not be spoiled for. Okay. But Old Boy is a movie where someone is in prison for a long time, but doesn't. It's not an escape movie. The I'll give away a little bit. The premise is that he is. He doesn't know why he was imprisoned. He's in prison for fifteen years, and then he is suddenly let go and basically told, "You have five days." to find out why I did this to you or else I will kill this person that you care about after 15 years. So it's not a prison break movie, but it is someone who's, uh, out of prison. And yeah, Yeah. and I didn't know that. Like I'm, there's more to it. I'm a little proud of just how spoiler free I was about old boy. I didn't even know. I think I knew he comes out of like a trunk or something, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's like at the beginning, he yeah. like ah, pops out of, and I yeah. think a hammer plays a role. Oh yeah, and that's oh, yeah. and that's all I got. 
Okay. Well, you should watch. I mean, you'd like the I movie. Know. It's a good I, movie. I've, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then last on my list, I couldn't get away with not talking about the dramatization of a real life prison break in, of course, the movie Young Guns 2. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course uh, of course yeah for pat garrett first caught billy the kid imprisoned him he was in a jail cell he got out killing two guards on the way mm-hmm. and then pat garrett tracked him down and reportedly shot him mm. so uh yeah young guns 2 has the dramatization of a real Does he kill him at the end person. of young guns 2 um do you want to know i mean you don't want to know that that answer yes i do okay well did, i don't know if the if listeners if you somehow if you don't want to be spoiled for young guns too <laughs> um uh no in young guns too he uh pecker lets him live and he basically pretends to have killed him and then billy kid is sort of to get away from everything allows everyone to believe he's been killed and then Got goes it. off and lives his own wow. life like the last temptation of christ yeah kind of. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that's uh young guns too the ultimate prison break movie <laughs> all right um we can stop now we've been going for a while you can find us at battleship pretension.com you can email us at david at battleship pretension.com or tyler at battleship pretension.com uh you can follow me david on twitter at davy pretension check out reviews this week of sweet thing uh, was the second one summer of 85 and the sparks brothers i finally reviewed uh giant from the unknown yeah yeah the home, home video uh blu-ray review review giant from the unknown that's there uh also make sure to check out my other podcast the one where i met your mother where my wife and i watch uh, uh an episode each week of both friends and how i met your mother do a little compare and contrast uh reminisce um that uh i it's definitely on iTunes now. Okay. Last week when I recorded, I said it will be on iTunes by the time you hear this. That didn't end up being true. It takes iTunes, a while. It to took like, way too long. Yeah. But it is it is on iTunes now, so you can subscribe to it there or most other places that you find podcasts. Um, I'd love if you check that out. Uh, I'll put this out there. Okay. Uh, you know, we people know that we have a, a Patreon, and we have several subscription levels. Um, and June 29th, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Pacific time. Thank you. Um, We are doing a live uh, Q&A via Zoom. Uh, So and it's open to patrons. So if you wanted to uh, at all levels, by the way. So if you ever wanted to to try out uh, the Patreon, um, that might be a good place to start because it means you could interact with me and David and the other uh, some of the other uh, patrons and listeners and that sort of thing. And uh, last time we did this, it was a lot of fun. So if you go to patreon.com slash battleship pretension, you can uh, check out episodes, uh, you know, uh, Patreon episodes that we've done uh, that you might uh, be interested in. But uh, that is definitely something that I think people might enjoy. So uh, if there's there's no time like the present to check out the Battleship Pretension Patreon. Patreon.com slash Battleship Pretension. Also follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Pretension. Do you have okay. anything else to plug? Um, no, not no not right now oh that's enticing indeed all right well uh thank you for listening we'll get you next time bye bye
This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.